I had five glasses of wine. You can hear all about it on our new segment. What was the example? What was the name I came up with? Um, well, synchronized screenings. <laughs> yeah. Instead of synchronized swimming. Uh, synchronized screening. Clever. Yeah. yeah, that's um, right. Just the one. Just not multiple screenings. Just right. Synchronized screening. Syn- synchronized screening right. Um, of Eyes Wide Shut that we did. Uh, we're recording this about 20 minutes later, and I am... Uh, I had five glasses of wine, so I'm a little go in there. Um, so let's just hop right into it. I'm very fond of that idea. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I think it's the 253rd episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Where each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and say what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. No, you're not a host. I, I have I have resumed myself to host. Oh, status. come on now. I was a I was a guest for a week. I was a ghost for a week because he's a guest uh, in my home. Uh huh. Yes, uh-huh. that makes sense. Guest. But no, I've uh, I've reelevated myself to, uh, to well, co-chair. No, as as the stone sober member of our group here. Did you know we're recording right now? What did I say? Nothing. Okay. But I forgot. The stone. So yeah, we're recording now. The stone sober <laughs> member. Had wine. And is here. Sober Ian's member here, of our team. Please Hello. introduce our guest, Noah. Ian's here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Happy back, to be Ian. Here. Thank you. He, Thank of course, you. came in last week uh, for season screenings. Brought in uh, one of his uh, favorite holiday films, Elf. And we showed him Eyes Wide Shut as a companion piece. We will talk about that momentarily but first noah let's do a top five all right uh napoleon came out this week for thanksgiving uh so i have done my top five joaquin phoenix movies whoa we own the night parenthood uh my own private idaho where you confused him with his late brother uh, we got uh, boy. What are some other random? Uh, I'm Phoenix really movies? impressed that you came up with those right off the top of your head. <laughs> That's kind of what, what we some, do here. <laughs> what are some other random Joaquin Phoenix films? Well, I'll listen. Uh, All right, eight go millimeter. ahead. Is uh, he an eight millimeter? He was. There we go. Eight millimeter. Yeah, off the uh, off the top of my head, the uh, the first random Joaquin Phoenix movie I can think of, which happens to be roughly my fifth favorite, is Signs. Uh, Signs is good. Whoa. Did not and know he was in that. <laughs> he oh, yeah. was. Have you never seen Signs? It's been a long time. He oh, swings okay. away. So we might, if you hadn't never seen Signs, we would have watched it. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the thing about Signs is that it is, for me, Mel Gibson. the movie mm. that is most troublesome with Mel Gibson being such a huge piece of shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, most, most things, like, I don't. I'm not a huge. I'm not hugely fond of a lot of Mel Gibson things. I'm what right. women want. Yeah, like we sure. watch that. He's he's good. Maverick. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Payback. Braveheart. Like, like I have. I have no relationship to Braveheart. I have no relationship to the Lethal's Weapon. Mm. I just. I don't really care. So I'm. I'm most. I'm just able to be like, yeah, Mel Gibson. He sucks ass. Like get sure. away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but watching Signs is. Like very the much Patriot. experience for me of like oh shit like this guy this guy is a movie star I get you uh, and you know who else is a movie star who has not done the things Abigail Breslin <laughs> is Joaquin Phoenix uh, and Abigail Breslin uh-huh. uh, and uh, one of the Culkins yes uh, Kieran maybe one of the Rory. Culkins Rory Culkin yeah the least offensive Culkin uh, yeah Joaquin Phoenix is really good in Signs which is a very fun and scary movie it's and scary I, I think is m night's best whoa uh, mm-hmm. yeah he's not a fan of six sense i don't know why i <laughs> i think six sense is good it's i do so not good. it doesn't uh yeah it the doesn't quite scene. reach the level of signs is really the only Tommy problem Collette. that i have with it sure uh yeah but yeah joaquin phoenix is good in that in number four once he uh once he has come into his own and started really starring in big weird meaty things mm-hmm. uh you were never really here 
Needy. Mm. Oh, yeah, Lynn Shelton. Yeah. Uh, Lynn Shelton, uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays a hitman, basically. Okay. Sort of a, uh, a very He's got a troubled, hammer. Like, fixer. Uh-huh. A hammer? So, yeah, he does a lot of work with a hammer. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clunk, uh, clunk, yeah. clunk. And you know he's got to uh, he's got to protect a an innocent young woman who well, has been isn't kidnapped. Isn't that always the case? It, it so <laughs> often is. It's it's one of the. It's like Man on Fire, but less style and quieter. <laughs> yeah, and more hammers. It's, it's like good Leon though. the Professional, but less uh, creepy. Right. Love there's not no. What is it called? A, there's not a frame. You were never really here. You were never really here. Trailer. I. Uh, and yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is really good. He does a great job of. Like embodying this guy who you believe is a psycho killer, but also is Joaquin Phoenix, and so he is sure. deeply sad. Hell yeah! Uh, in number three, he is also sad in the Sisters Brothers. Mm. Oh, the Sisters Brothers. Uh, That's a fun one. I'll put that on Western. <laughs> uh, that I was really excited to watch when it came out in theaters. The Sisters Brothers trailer. And then didn't for many years and uh-huh. finally caught back up with. Over quarantine. Over quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Watched it, yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley as the mm-hmm. titular mm-hmm. Sisters Brothers, which is just a, an incredible name for Absolutely. a group of cowboys. Yeah. Uh, this movie also has Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, right. I think Riz Ahmed. Love yes, uh, I believe so. And is just uh, just an incredible time. Uh, highly recommended if you like westerns at all. I do like these things. Yeah, yeah I would uh, I would check this out for sure. Definitely. Uh, number two, her. Sure. Her. Uh, that he one falls I know. in love with the computer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, in a way that is very, uh, a lot of humanity, a lot of a uh, lot of earnestness. It's about mm-hmm. his divorce to Sofia Coppola. Hmm. She said, "I didn't watch it because I don't want. I I don't need to hear Scott Johansson beat me." <laughs> Interesting. Fair enough. I uh, oh, Johansson or Rooney Mara? I, I think it was Rooney Mara. It's Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara plays like his the sister bl- in the movie. No, who did he break up with? Mike Jones or Joaquin Phoenix? No, Joaquin Phoenix in the movie is going is just getting over a breakup. Uh huh. And who plays his his flashbacks and shit? I, I'm my recollection is that Rooney Mara in the movie plays We're his sister. We're talking about Joaquin Phoenix right now. We don't need to talk about his exes. Uh, yeah. We're not talking about his exes. You're thinking of Amy. Mm. Amy Adams plays Amy. That's his friend. Okay. I swear to God, Kath, Catherine Clausen. So, so then Rooney Mara is the uh, the previous lover that he can't get Divorce from a childhood sweetheart, Catherine, yeah. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's been a minute. I misremembered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good. Chris Pratt. Yeah. He's yeah. in there. Spike he's Jones play, plays a he funny. Play, like the computer bubble thing? No, that's Spike Jones doing that okay. voice. Remember that? You like animation. I do. That was uh, <laughs> David O'Reilly doing the, the animation, the little boy. Yes, but it was Spike Jones doing the voice. The voice. Yeah, yeah. Spike, Spike Jones did not uh, manifest the character. He just yeah. talked it. Yeah. Uh, talked it. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a really good movie. I that love her. Has a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's great. A mm. lot, a lot more poignant as AI becomes more uh, sure. prevalent in our lives. Oh, uh, two thousand one's AI, Steven Spielberg is becoming so prevalent in our lives. <laughs> and number one, really no other choice here. Uh, come on, come on. Uh, one of the best movies of last year. Come on, come on, trailer. Never heard of it. So Joaquin Phoenix plays a. Sort of like a, a public radio come on, host come on, trailer. or like a prominent podcaster, sort of a Ira Glass-esque guy. Sure, yeah. Uh, who starts spending time with his young nephew. Okay. Uh, and it is it is in many ways just like, you know, the, the bonding coming-of-age story. A uh, little, little kid gets a little bit older. Sure. Uh, a sort of gruff loner guy gets a little bit more uh, more empathetic. Yeah. Uh, and also has. For sure, I cried during it. Well, mm. it has some incredibly profound things to say about the progression of time and, and memories, and like, yeah, like I, I, I think that for what the, the, by the end of it, Joaquin goes like, you know, you're not gonna remember this time, mm. but I'm always gonna remember this. Mm. And the idea of like, when you're a kid and you meet someone formulative, you'll remember that person, but the time you spent together is gonna be a blur. But for an adult. 
you know, it's just going to be seared into their brain. It was my third favorite movie of that year. Wow. It's okay. so, it's really beautiful. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tremendous stuff. And Joaquin Phoenix is incredible in it. We're currently watching the trailer on mute, and yes. it, it looks like a lovely time. Yeah, it's 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 a very it's a very nice thing. Yeah, uh, and he's got a microphone, much like we have microphones. We so sure That's why we liked it so much. Yeah. <laughs> we could really relate. Also, we were like, oh, I get this. It's also ultimately why we enjoyed the uh, the Halloween Legacy sequel mm. uh, because it's <laughs> they had microphones in that one, oh, and why yeah, you yeah, liked yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters right. Afterlife so much. Right. right. They named a character podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I'm really, I'm really, uh, I'm fighting against that urge, but I can't, uh, I can't. I would have any longer. I would have nominated. Life is a good movie. Come on, come on for best picture, best director. I would have given it best uh, original screenplay, and I would have also nominated it for one other thing: film editing. It's insulting that I haven't heard of this movie before. It's okay, no one. Well, really that, has. That's what we're here for. Fantastic. Uh, let's get into our actual top is. five uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Napoleon and Wish came out. Just say the titles. Yes. Holy uh, shit! Look, it's Josh Molina and iCarly. That's he sure is here right now. That's crazy. Uh, this weekend, the number one film was The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Ballad again. of Busters and Scrugs. That was followed by Napoleon, then mm. Wish, mm. Trolls Band Together, and Thanksgiving in the five spot. Wow, Thanksgiving. still in the top five. Uh, the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, though, did make $28.8 million over the just the weekend itself, which was a 35.4% drop. It is up to $98.3 million altogether. Yeah, it's a good hold. Which which number did you say was the percentage? Uh, 35%. Okay, so you're doing weekend to weekend. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. It, uh, it's a really good hold. It's going to make over $300 million worldwide. I think it costs only 100 we talked about last week. But uh, domestically, could could creak up to around 150 Um, I think the underperformance of Wish really helped here. But uh, people seem to like the movie and dig it, so I would expect a... Uh, uh, sequel. It's just uh, it's good to have two weekends at number one, including over a long holiday. Yeah, this is uh, this is exciting. I'm 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 taking what I can get here because this is still like this isn't like oh you know we've moved away from the big franchise IP play. Yeah, but sure. but yeah. it is in relative speaking terms, uh, uh, an IP that isn't really like isn't really hot today anymore the hunger games thing kind of came and went yeah right it, uh, it is kind of its own thing right now because yeah. yeah i don't it, know how many people have read the prequel to the hunger games it is uh, it is helping to hopefully fuel the career of our uh, new budding movie star and rachel zegler i mm-hmm. uh, got a uh, got a good cast it's supposed to be good cost a normal amount of money that always makes me happy yeah uh, like yeah this is uh, this is good to see. I kind of hope this movie does well and then just stops. Whoa! <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't want this to turn into. Oh, the Hunger Games is back. Let's greenlight five I TV know. shows. Sure, yeah, yeah. Don't. What's next? Uh, next is Napoleon, which opened uh, on Wednesday. Uh, that is true of Wish as well. In a moment. Uh, so Napoleon made twenty point four million over the weekend, Friday to Sunday. Uh, and has 32.5 altogether. What do you think of those numbers? Uh, seems good. It's good, yeah. Like, it's I, a, I imagine this might be a case of Napoleon cost $200 million. Well, it did. It was Apple, so it cost the same as Killers of the Flower Moon. Opened around the same amount as that, if I recall, with weaker reviews. So this, I think, was just the benefit of a big uh, movie coming on the heels of Kills of Flower Moon. I think Joaquin helps a little bit here. I think really helps a little bit here. And I think it seems like the big action movie of the weekend, uh, even with, with a mixed reception. It's not going to hold, but it's a win for the weekend. Yeah, and that's that's so nice to see because it, it really seemed for a while there that like this thing, this kind of thing was just going to be impossible for forevermore. Yeah. Uh, like a, a movie coming out that gives off the, th- the, the vibes of like, oh, this is a big historical action movie Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and it's Thanksgiving and we're let's go see it. Well, I'm old enough to remember when in 2005, the summer kickoff uh, movie, the first weekend of May belonged to kingdom of heaven, which is also directed by Ridley Scott and starring uh, Orlando Bloom. And that bombed. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm with it. That can also happen. (laughs) Uh, That was probably 
the wrong call to kick off the summer. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, I I just kind of thought for about a year there that no adults would ever go see movies for them again. No, <laughs> and they're doing People it. People are and, going, and so that's good. Uh, Wish came in the number third spot, which made nineteen and a half over the three day and thirty one point seven. Woof. Altogether so far. No, this wish. was this. No, woof. This was really <laughs> bad. Uh, the reviews were bad. The movie yeah. looked bad. Mm. They uh, they were like, we're going to make the ultimate Disney movie and make it bad. <laughs> um, and the, the title font is just so I keep saying it. It's so invocative of like Fantasia and like classic yeah. like 1950s fonts. And I just think I'm like, why is this the movie you made? Uh, this is really bad. They expected like forty million mm. opening at least. Um, Disney's got a problem. They got to figure it out. Yeah, they do. Uh, you and I, uh, you and I had this uh, mm. this conversation, and Ian, being the uh, the animation aficionado here, you sure. may may have thoughts on this as well. But and also should, for the record, have not seen Wish. I I uh, have not either. Uh, can't speak to whether it's good or not, but I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me sort of one of the many fundamental problems they have with getting these things off the ground mm. is that they're not able to make a sincere movie anymore. Sure. You think you think of the the Disney classics that I'm sure they bend over backwards mm. to just mention or Easter yeah, egg. Yeah, there or there are at. Easter eggs and like a character mm. or two from the old ones. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. Somewhere in this. Like, you know, your your Snow's White, your Cinderella, uh on and on and on. Yeah. Mowgli. Ba- yeah. Ba- basically, like, up until the year 2000, and then it started. Baloo's a good our, name, though. Baloo's a great name. name. Yeah. I, I do feel like, uh, again, also not having seen this movie, but it does strike me as very much in line with their live action remakes of their, their old movies. They are desperately hoping that you remember how much you loved disney as a child Uh in the 90s or whatever you had and uh that is all they have going for this movie they don't actually have anything original to say it's just hey isn't it funny that we did all this and you love that so let's bring it back yeah part of my recollection though is they don't have a lot of characters in those 90s movies going (laughs) like uh well that just happened and like people being like uh, you know, uh, my voice is so low. What's another example? I think I'm trying to do here now. Um, just the, the way that, uh, the way that like the sort of center Disney princess here is always so. She's stumbling like, into she, shit. She, she's always clumsy and yeah. in a rush. Oh yeah, the example I had her. was she falls into like the king's wedding cake, and they're mm. like, oh the cake, and she's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> The sense of ironic detachment was yeah. not there in The Lion King. Definitely. Uh, yeah. There was a sense of grandeur. Right. Uh, and that's even true of, like, Frozen. Which sure. Ha- which has, like, the sort of clumsy every It took itself seriously, in, though. It uh, wasn't... But, yeah, I, I completely agree. And also it had the big Elsa figure. Right. right. Just a, a bombastic and self-important magical sure. hero. Yeah, the yeah. only silly one is Olaf. Yeah. Just like Iago and just like exactly. Timon and Pumbaa. It's you get one. The main character isn't the one like slipping on banana peels and like, right. you know, saying like on fleek and shit. Like it's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there's many other things going on. Uh, much, much like uh, Ian, you mentioned it with the live actions. Like mm. you can, you can point at. The live action Lion King, which is right. not a live action movie. Not I hate myself players. for having yeah. said that. Uh, it's not a what? It's not a live action movie. It's an, <laughs> it's animated an entirely movie. animated it's movie. Just, yeah. uh, but but it's all reimagining. Of those, and you can sure that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's not live action at all. <laughs> uh, you can be like, oh yeah, The Lion King. I loved that. I'll go see this. Right. Whereas this is doing that, except for just the idea of Disney in general. Just the concept in general, right. Uh, and it's just, it's a mess. Uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. In the fourth spot, Trolls Band Together yeah. made $17.5 million this weekend. Now, this is a franchise that's going places. Yeah, <laughs> no one has original ideas out the wazoo. No ironic detachment. A wedding! Trolls. <laughs> uh, 41% drop. It is up to $64.4 million. Yeah, 41% drop's not terrible, especially with the direct competition from Wish. Mm. Um, what is the total? 
It is up to 64.4. It could creep by 100. I think that it's certainly going to make more than Wish, and I think that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Trolls band together is banking off of the successful Trolls franchise about the Trolls. Mm-hmm. And you remember the Trolls. Poppy. Yeah. James uh, yeah, that's, Corden. That's, that's really the ultimate thing, that's is that Wish does movie. not have Anna Kendrick in it. And audiences are clamoring for more. They Anna love Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. That's why her Kendrick. two HBO Max shows are still going strong. <laughs> you watch both of those, right? You're the biggest Anna Kendrick fan I know. Of course. <laughs> Name I, one of them, for instance. Um, <laughs> love and something like it. No, love wasn't it, though. Yeah, the other one was dummy. I don't know what that is. Never heard of that in my <laughs> she life. She becomes friends with like a... Uh, uh, doll i don't know go ahead okay. that's like, the movie like mannequin <laughs> or dan in real life yeah. <laughs> no one's friends with lars chucky <laughs> that's girl. not that's what i meant i God. said dan in real <laughs> life i meant lars <laughs> the real yeah, girl we, we got <laughs> uh, yeah i mean a simple favor is good though Getting really a sequel, movie. I hear. Sure. We'll see if that ever happens. I hope it does. <laughs> uh, and number five was Thanksgiving this mm-hmm. weekend, which mm-hmm. made $7.2 million. It's a 29.4% drop fueled by the Thanksgiving holiday. I don't know. <laughs> it's up to $24.1 million. Yeah, that's true. How much? 21? 24.1. Yeah, maybe it'll get to like 35, close to 40. I don't know. I feel like... This is the kind of thing that's going to drop really hard next weekend. The people that were going to see it have already seen it. Honestly. Yeah, but enough people did. It was a decent hold, and uh, the movie's fun. So sure, yeah, you'll all get a kick of watching it uh, on home video and be like, "Boy, that was fun." Well, you should have gone to a <laughs> yeah. Fucking theater. It's, it's it seems uh, it seems a little stupider you than idiots. it is. Idiots. Sure. Um. Let's see. I. It's funny. It is. Yeah. Uh. Do you have any uh, any sort of prepared shout outs here? No. Nope. Uh, I'll hit. Uh, I'll hit the holdovers, which gained a few more theaters and went up two percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still uh, still chugging along. Has made uh, twelve point eight million altogether so far. Uh, and Saltburn, which expanded uh, this weekend into about fifteen hundred theaters, uh, only movies. made about a thousand dollars per theater. Yeah, we're gonna have to jump on Saltburn. So that's not ideal, uh, but. The numbers are green, so I wanted to wanted to throw it out there because it is <laughs> what's going on. It's been a couple yeah, weeks it's been. since it's out. Pal- yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, since it's been out, so I don't know if it's even on this list anymore. But I am curious uh, how Dicks the Musical is doing. Oh, Dicks not, the it's Musical. Doing okay, Let's they're say. showing it at Facets again, though. Yeah, yeah, Facets is showing it for a couple days in December. I watched it opening weekend with with my girlfriend, and there was maybe five other people in the theater with me, but we had a fantastic time, (laughs) and I hope it does well. I don't think it's doing that well, but maybe for Dick's the Musical. It's definitely an instant, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, cult classic Mm -hmm. kind of deal. It will find its audience. Yes, I'm sure there will be midnight music box screenings of it soon. It it has made $1.4 million to this point. That's more than a million. Yeah, more than a million. I'm proud of you, boys. Uh, Proud of you, dicks. Yeah. So with that out of the way, that means it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Which it's did, did it make more or less than? than. I kind of got it. We all know how to play. <laughs> I named three movies. You tell me whether each one made more or less than Insomnia, mm. Little Women, or both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For a bonus point, you can tell me the final gross of each movie within $5 million. Are you ready to play? Yeah. All right. And in your uh, your slightly impaired state, perhaps. How dare you i'll win this week uh your first film is enchanted yeah amy adams yeah i know it patrick dempsey who's in scream 3 and And thanksgiving Thanksgiving. fantastic no spoilers um (laughs) more than little women enchanted made more than Little Women. That's right. Yeah, it came out mm. 2007. 133. That is just off the mark. It made 127. So you're off by <sighs> $6 million. Close. Oh, but it's not. It's, it is impressively cl- close, just generally, but it is not close enough to earn Damn. you 
a bonus point. Fun. But you do get the base point for getting Enchanted right. Your second film is Now You See Me 2. Ooh. Now You See Me 2. Uh, now You Don't. Middle. Now You See Me 2 made less than Insomnia. Whoa, 51. No, uh, that was also off. It made 65. Oh, wow. I thought, I guess I'm thinking Insomnia made less than what I think. Okay. <laughs> Insomnia, now we can note for the record, made more than $65 yeah. million. <laughs> uh, but you can still bring this home with your final film, uh, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. What? Oh, the sequel. You the sequel fucking dick. Jackson. <laughs> Middle. That one is in the middle. You're right. Ah. That is correct. Uh, 68. And you were rude to me and called me a dick. Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, made $68.5 million. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Not enough to get a third one, but enough to get a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) And more importantly, the win. Woo! Three-point affair coming from behind with astute and exact knowledge of Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Well mm-hmm. done. <laughs> Come and go Less. on from the theater near you. <laughs> Brian, are you ready to go back in time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are going back to 2015. This is week 47, uh, November 20th. 2015? 2015. Mm-hmm. So this is not Thanksgiving weekend. It is just before. Hunger Games uh, Mockingjay 2. That's correct. Mm. Taking a long sip of the uh, the old shake there. It's a peppermint frosty. Um, Hunger Games Mockingjay. I'm gonna say sixty-four. Hunger Games Mockingjay opened to sixty-four. That is one of your bigger misses. Oof. I. We'll see. It <laughs> opened to 102. For the five-day? Five this was just a three-day. I don't believe this was a five-day affair. Uh, well, it would have been, but... <laughs> well, I don't think it was Thanksgiving weekend yet. Hmm. <laughs> Good. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so Thanksgiving would have been the 25th through the 29th. Okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, just a just a straight and clean a hundred and two million dollars for the Hunger Games. Lowest opening weekend of the franchise. So that's that's why you went to. Yep, you went down for the sixty. Mm-hmm. There are two other films that open this weekend, so you've got a uh, got a chance to finish strong. Four Christmases. No, mm. but you're on the right track. Mm. One of them. Almost Christmas. No. This Christmas. No. Does not have Christmas in the title, just in the four weddings and a funeral. Matter. No, it's just about one, one thing. It's about Christmas, just doesn't have the word Christmas. Eyes wide shut. Mm. No, no, uh. mm. right before. That is correct. Ah, uh. good movie. That opened in fourth place. Uh, eleven, nine point eight. Mm-hmm. So that one, yeah, much closer. And then finally in fifth place, you've got a movie that has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> Looking at a crime drama here. Ooh. Oh, is this finally the secret in their eyes? Yes. No, the. Secret in their eyes. <laughs> this is secret in their eyes, which <laughs> open in fifth place. Seven. 6.6. Pretty good. So, yeah. yeah. That is, uh, yeah. It was well done just before Thanksgiving this weekend. Also saw the limited release of Carol in four mm. theaters. Wow. A Christmas classic. It made $63,000 mm-hmm. per theater. Per theater. Four. Yeah. It was wow. good. All right. How much did Hunger Games make per theater? Uh, Hunger Games per theater made 24.5, which is worse, but also quite good. <laughs> right. All right, and that is it for this weekend. That'll bring us right in. Season screenings. The season screenings, of course. So, as you said at the top, Ian brought in Elf last week. 
Sure did. And uh, we were tasked with picking a film that connected with Elf in some way. Uh, how, how would you best say yeah, that? Yeah, just uh, the, the way I think of it is that it is a response. Uh, sure. your, your call is Elf. Yeah. And uh, to our minds, and really the minds of America... Of course. Uh, Elf, uh, Elf brings to mind, you know, themes of isolation, of mm. uh, sort of being lost in New York and how you respond to that. Sure. Um, so we picked the 1999 Eyes Wide Shut. This was released, Christmas classic, released July 16th, 1999. Super weird time to do that. Uh-huh. Directed by Stanley Kubrick, written by Stanley Kubrick and Frederic Raphael, starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Sidney Pollock and Todd Field, a Manhattan doctor, embarks in a bizarre night-long odyssey after his wife's admission of unfulfilled longing. 76 on Rotten Tomatoes, 69 on Metacritic. Ian had never seen this before. We talked about it a little bit on our um, um, synchronized screening. Right. Uh, what did you think of Eyes Wide Shut? Uh, now that you've had like an hour to digest it. Now that I've really digest it. had time to digest and sober up and think about it. Um I would say I still enjoy the movie. Uh, I still um, don't really remember everything that happened in it, um, but I think that may be part of the, the the journey that we're going on with this movie. No, remind him of the things he doesn't remember. I. All right. So, do you remember them going to the party? Uh, I remember several parties. Sure, the to. the initial party where yes, uh, Doc Tom Cruise's Doctor Bill is walking around uh, right. and then helping out his colleague or whatever, schmoozing uh, up two sexy ladies yes. that aren't uh, Nicole Kidman. Meanwhile, his uh, his wife Nicole Kidman, uh, fairly inebriated, is being schmoozed herself right. by uh, something of a European Lothario. Right. Uh, uh, all right. So you remember that? Do you remember? Tom Cruise going, uh, finding out the news about this mysterious sex party, and uh, then yeah. going on an odyssey to prepare for that. He has to go find a costume. That's right. Uh, and then he has to go to the sex party itself. I I do remember that, and I do remember thinking, boy, he's putting a lot of effort into going to the sex party. That I uh, listen. I've never been to a sex party. I've never been invited to one. Um, if I were to think about going to one, I would not harass uh, somebody at 1 a.m. to open up their costume shop and let me b purchase a costume. Well, this is the first parallel that I will draw between Tom Cruise's Dr. Bill Harford and mm -hmm. Buddy the Elf mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, in that they really go all out. Neither sure. of them will half-ass anything. Uh, the, I, yes. Buddy, Buddy the Elf will stay up all night decorating your gimbal's toy shop to be spectacular and fantastical and Christmassy. Certainly. And Tom Cruise's Dr. Bill Harford, when he finds out about a sex party, will gain admittance to that sex party. Yeah, at all costs. It doesn't matter what the attire is. It doesn't matter where it's located. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter... How much money he has to spend. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he will get there. It's true. Do you remember the event? So I'm guessing it's after the party is when things started getting a little foggy. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah. Right. Uh, so ba basically the uh, the gist is that uh, at the party he's found out to not belong. Right. Uh, and uh, threatened, basically, you know, get out. You're not You're not one of us. You're not a, a sex partier. That's right. Uh, we'll fuck you up. Yeah. And or and not just fuck you. Yes. Yeah. We will not fuck you. We will. Uh, we will make you have a bad time. Yeah. And then they just kind of do. They 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 uh, they follow him throughout his real life. Right. And uh, everyone he's interacted with on the sort of crazy night out uh, starts befalling bad circumstances. Sure. And uh, then it seemed like the costume guy still was making out okay. Like he was having a, a very successful business pimping out his young daughter. Yeah. I would suggest that perhaps he is now damned for all time. Yeah, well, listen, in the grand scheme of things, who isn't? That's uh, a good point. Uh, everything's a sin these days. <laughs> in this economy. Um, and then, yeah, eventually him and uh, him and his wife have to sort of reconcile the uh, the 
the dalliance is real or perceived that both have been doing and sure. uh, vow to have sex with each other to solve their problems. Uh, I, Brian, you I, mentioned at some point the Red Band trailer, which very specifically uh, advertised them having sex. Uh, and that in the whole movie did not happen. Even at the end, they say they're going to have sex, but it never actually happens. Movie's a big tease. It it is. This is another uh, another parallel that can be drawn between <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Bill I and Buddy the Elf. Red Band trailer. Neither has sex, but sex does happen because kids are uh, produced. Yeah, Buddy the Elf gets there, but uh, to to start to start out, you got to yeah. imagine he's never had sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I th- I think it's for for me the thing that kind of ties these two movies together is the the two different approaches of of being lost and out of your depth in New York. Sure. Uh, I think I think it could also be said that Buddy is coming from his own sort of place of per- perceived power and authority mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a a Christmas elf. That's an exclusive job. Right. Uh, much like fancy doctor, <laughs> yes, yes, uh, and badge wielding doctor. He he thinks that that will carry weight in this new world mm-hmm. that he's in. He knows Santa. Right. People will care. People don't care. <laughs> right. Bill Harford is a doctor. People <laughs> will care. People don't care. It's true. It's true. He tell he tells them many times, and it never it never amounts <laughs> to anything at all. Uh, and. Buddy, Buddy approaches it with, I think, more uh, bravado and more open-mindedness mm-hmm, and more mm-hmm. Christmas spirit. <laughs> and that results in good things happening for him. Whereas Dr. Bill approaches it with sort of a cynicism and a selfishness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a result, kind of briefly descends into hell. Sure, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of, I, I think it's sort of eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut is the inverse of Elf in that uh, with Buddy the Elf, he comes from this magical realm, and uh, there, there's all sorts of strange creatures and rituals going on in the North Pole, and then he comes to New York City where everybody is is gruff and. Uh, he's embracing reality and with eyes wide shut he's uh, a successful doctor he's uh, lived in New York all his life and he has a wife and kids and he's brought to this very strange realm of of the uh, midnight sex orgy (laughs) yeah he he kind of goes to his own version of Santa's workshop exactly it's not what he imagined Right. Much like New York, Buddy finds is not the snow globe mm-hmm. that he imagined. Right. <laughs> I mean, End there's of a, thought. Yeah. The, yeah. The the pa- the parallels are uh, are endless. <laughs> Brian, is there anything in particular uh, that stood out to you connecting these uh, connecting these two seemingly disparate movies? Oh, they're both about two. Um, uh, Men who are living uh, delusional lives. Mm-hmm. They, they're both living a lie, and, and they both are told a confession uh, that shatters their world, and they go and embark on a journey to um, figure out their place in said world. Or ultimately, coming back together and reforming the bond mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the confessor. Right, I mean, for for Buddy, it's like it's it's adapting to a new world, and for Tom and and Nicole, it's um, kind of agreeing to live complacently in their world. Like it's it's you know <laughs> instead of like Buddy being like I found a family and where I belong, it's Tom and Nicole being like This is where we belong. We just we have to figure it out and we have to stick this out but they're both living lies um that they don't know that they're living until their uh, their illusion is shattered in front of them 
Yeah. No, I think that's uh, I think that's definitely true. And you can yeah. like you can literally put like Buddy screaming no with Tom, like staring off when he's high. <laughs> that's just like the exact moment of like them realizing, <laughs> oh fuck, right? Things weren't what I thought they were. Yeah, that is that is Tom Tom Cruise listening to his wife describe her dreams, much like Buddy listens to. His elf companion, Santa Claus, yeah, saying, mm-hmm. "Boy, I hope mm-hmm. the uh, Pope hope he doesn't realize he's a human." That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's just if if Tom Cruise approached his situation with more of a Buddy the Elf demeanor, uh, it might have gone a little better for him. Maybe he would have. Uh, maybe he would have gotten to get laid at the party. <laughs> right. Uh, that's your best case scenario for him. <laughs> If he had just done things right, he would have cheated on his wife. I think that's his best case his scenario. Best outcome. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to craft the perfect life for him, but just I think that's what he wanted. In most. his mind, that is. Yeah. I think if he sat down on Santa's lap, that was uh, that is what would be offered to him. <laughs> what do you want, little boy? <laughs> I want to get laid at the party. <laughs> he wanted to get laid before the party. He wanted to get laid at the. Apartment and you know. So at the apartment, he did not yet know about the sex party. Okay, I, I was just about to ask that. I, I wasn't. I didn't quite remember the order of events of that evening. No, he but. he got a call from his wife and felt bad about the the sex worker and left. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to go to the jazz club, take his right. mind off it. And then the guy's like, "There's also a sex party." He's like. Well, that's got to be a sure thing. A that's got to be I a sure must. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I. So, yeah, he definitely would have taken sex with the sex worker mm-hmm. uh, had his pesky marriage and love for his wife not interfered. Right. Uh, but then I, I agree. It's, it's much like a sign from God or Santa himself. <laughs> I mean, I think Kubrick obviously, like, shoots it in a very ethereal way it's a lot of what he did in the shining too just the camera's kind of floating in the mm-hmm, air mm-hmm. uh through space through the space and um but i love the way that it's lit and it makes it feel very like i do think this is like a nightmare of the upper like we're walking through a rich couple's nightmare and like this is what it looks like like sure. the colors are very cold when there's nobody in the room and the lights mm. aren't on like things that aren't being tended to the bathroom the bedroom at night, mm-hmm. cold, mm-hmm. blue, harsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lights are twinkling, but there's something very dim and kind of off-putting about them. Not dim, but very uh, um, oversaturated, almost like blurry. Uh, and it just—it all feels very, very heightened. And um, I just think like it's—it's it's really it rewards repeat viewings very easily. Yeah. Sure. It gets better every time I watch I, it. I completely agree, and I would definitely recommend a uh, revisiting this in maybe next July when it was released. They're showing sure. it at the Music Box in December. That too, you could revisit it There's in a, a week or two. Movie, it's fun so, with yeah. a crowd too. Sure, I believe it. It is, yeah. And plus, the you know the Music Box is always a yeah. the time he showed his place. badge. It got a big laugh when we saw it last <laughs> year. How could it not? Yeah, <laughs> but also how like how he goes to these different places and like. Everything is worse. He mm. he thinks that like you know, boy, that was fucking nuts. I need to just see see it in the light of day, see in the light of day, yeah. and see that I was wrong about how weird everything was feeling. And then he goes and you know, Domino has HIV, right? And the dad is complicit now in the daughter sleeping with the men Ooh, for money. Yeah, and he's sitting there being like, "This isn't. This is what I was doing last night. Like this is." Mm-hmm. This is the kind of environment that I was putting myself in, and and this is like what I wanted, and so I think that that's what ultimately. It's not like the threat of violence or whatever. Like he knows his friends are assholes. He doesn't seem shocked when he goes up right. stairs and there's like a dead woman, no, you know, not, a woman no, ODing. Right. He's not surprised by it, but by the end of the movie, he's like, okay, so it's not just like my creepy friends. This is just like the seedy underbelly of of a part of life that I like ventured into and I, I feel much more comfortable yeah. in my home. And it's also when he goes to the bedroom and he finds the mask on the pillow and he's like, that's the person that she could be sleeping with is like 
I, th- I think that's him realizing, like, I'm not that person, but I could very well be. Sure. Like, he could just be a Sidney Pollock. Sure. He could be sleeping with anybody and yeah. part of this elite society right. and all this sketchy shit. And I think he looks at that and that it scares him to see that mask there because he's like, oh, that's like... And also, he's been wearing a mask the whole night. He's been thinking himself not like a doting husband and, mm-hmm. and shit. But mm-hmm. uh, he sees that and he's like, boy, that is a terrifying image that she could be sleeping next to someone who's like that. And sure. That's why at yeah. the end, he's like, we gotta, yeah. we gotta work on shit. <laughs> I think... This is this is going to be put in a very crass way. Mm-hmm. No, by you? <laughs> but I I I I mean it sincerely. I think there's actually something to it. Uh, Nicole Kidman's hot. Yeah. <laughs> She's it's got a great. And I mean this sincerely. <laughs> remember remember when Dr. Bill took that patient and she had those bazongas? I <laughs> uh, No, the second half of this movie after the party, mm. I think it's it's very intentional how we've been talking about like Tom Cruise never actually gets to have sex in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the sort of realization and seeing things in the harsh light of day right. uh, is is him experiencing that sort of uh, uh, post coital clarity. Yeah, I, sure. I, I I don't like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, 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 no, I said fine. coital. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, but he never he never actually does it like he 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 experiences that that moment of like oh god what am i doing right right uh, well what has brought me to this place that mm-hmm. so many of us have encountered before my but, favorite i don't know if you guys know i want to talk about musical out here my favorite metal band though is a uh, mortal coital <laughs> <laughs> Really good. I think that Mortal Coital for the Sega Genesis <laughs> is the best video game of all time. I disagree. I disagree. Well, Mortal Mortal Coil is a good video game. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So he he gets to have the post nut clarity, but he never nuts. Is, <laughs> is the, so and the really at that point, it's the worst way to get that clarity. <laughs> I know. By not I, nutting. I, I like I. Sure. I think that's act- I think that's actually true. I think the only sex, oh, yeah. the yeah. only sex that we really see, it like thoroughly is his imagination. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's the party and stuff, but like the only sex scene we really have is things that he's imagining that never happened. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very, it's it's very, it's a great movie. I love sure. it very much. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. All right, out of four, uh, I don't know who want to do Christmas trees. <laughs> Out of four um, uh, medical badges, passwords, <laughs> sure, four Fidelios, four, four Beethoven operas. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, how many are we giving Eyes Wide Shut? I defer to you, Ian. To me, um, I'm gonna give it a a, a solid three and a half. Okay. Uh, it's four for me, Noah. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a robust four for the right. Okay. Yeah, emphasis on the bust. Um, <laughs> <laughs> out of four bazongas, what are we giving eyes wide shut? <laughs> it's a robust, but he, he was post bust. Yeah, <laughs> but he never got to bust. <laughs> um, well, happy holidays. Uh, yeah. That's it, right? Recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend, Noah. Um, we talked about it earlier. Thanksgiving, the yeah, slasher fun. film. It is fun. Uh, oh, yeah. We uh, we went and saw it the other day. Really, really fun time. Good, uh, good stuff. Not too silly. Like, Not it's too sti- silly. It's still, just like a good and gross slasher. There's some a couple of like really fucked up things that happened. But Yesterday the- we watched the Grindhouse trailer. Okay. The t- trampoline scene happens. All right. It's not obviously as long or as explicit in the trailer. Right. And there's, she's fully nude in the trailer. Nice. When there's no yeah, nudity yeah. in the movie. Yeah, she uh, sits on the knife in the trailer. <laughs> and then um, someone gets cooked like a turkey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's less, it's done less, more jokey. Sure. That jokey turkey. That does happen in the movie. <laughs> yeah, someone gets turkey. Yeah, someone gets fully cooked. It's good you, stuff. You'll love to hear it. <laughs> um, oh, and then someone 
Yeah, there's some other stuff. But yeah, it's uh it's interesting to watch it now. Oh, uh mascot, head decapitation. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. say also. At the, at the yeah. parade, yeah. At the parade, yeah. Um all right, I'll say the same thing. Why not? Uh Thanksgiving is a lot of fun and uh, it's only gonna be relevant for a few more weeks. <laughs> yes. So Yeah, we're wrapping that up quick. Yeah, get, bring your leftovers and go see Thanksgiving. Um, do you have anything at all? Oh man, I wish I did. You don't have to. Um Perhaps uh, Dunstan checks in. Dunstan checks in. It's a it's a classic for every day of the of the Jason week. Alexander, Faye Dunaway, Rupert Everett, Paul Rubens. A friggin' a strong monkey. cast. It is a really strong cast yeah. for an okay movie. Yeah, for a movie that you're like, oh yeah, I guess as a kid I could say you liked that. I was <laughs> I was deeply fond of that movie as a child. <laughs> I, I won't fault you at all for it. I feel like it's definitely made for children and it, the, the acting is very broad. It, it felt, the especially the interactions uh, with Dunstan, it felt like a, a zoo show. Yeah. Like okay. you're, you're setting up this this ape to do some gags for you and then you're commenting on it. It's a good, uh, good ape. He's good in it. He's a great, yeah. Yeah. So Dunstan checks in. Go check it out. If you haven't seen it before, we, we love Rent it. Rent it for $4 like I did. Yeah, <laughs> Spend right. your money on it. All right. Um, all right, Noah, look us up. You can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. It's also my Instagram handle. I'm not on Twitter. Don't look at me. <laughs> uh, Aren't ne- you? Uh, uh, nope. We, I mean, we don't have to give your handle, but I thought you were. I was until uh, s- a certain Mr. Musk took over the company. Wow. Integrity. Incredible. Yeah. Yep. Things were going so well with Twitter before I that, love too. that company. <laughs> was on it every day, but as soon as that man stepped in, uh-uh. It's um, much worse. Next week, uh, who knows what opens? Is the Beyonce movie open? I probably. Let All right, me. great. We'll talk about that, and um, we will have a new guest for season's screenings. Um, bringing in their favorite movie, Ian. Thank you for being thank our first you guest. For having me, this is a lovely here time. This yeah. year, we'll we'll have you back for our tournament in March. Sure, it is the Beyonce movie along with Silent Night. Yeah, it's a John Woo. Yeah, Ooh. Joel Kinnaman. I don't think there's any dialogue in it. It's the title. Um, <laughs> there is. It's very little. <laughs> that'll be next week. Uh, this has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next time. And until then, go see a movie. <laughs>